And here we are. You reach your summit and you realise you've squandered your life. Culture has betrayed you. In the east, they guide you for your new awakening. In the west, put down the ketamine, you're having a midlife crisis. Colin, the house opposite have put Christmas lights up around their tree. And? Well, when are you going to put our lights up? We have an even bigger tree. Carol, did you hear anything I just said? Yes, something about lacking confidence. What? No. I was interpreting Terence McKenna. My therapist recommended him. But I already have his CDs in the drawer. They didn't really work for me. No, that's Paul McKenna. Jesus Carol. If you'd been listening to me, you would realise Christmas lights don't matter. And if you had listened to me, you'd have had those lights up by now. God, it's like living with Thatcher. You can only hear your own voice. Well, I'm not putting up those lights. And stop taking away our milk. You put that powdered stuff in my tea this morning. I thought I was drinking scaly. Colin, you're derailing my self-esteem. You've been to too many NLP classes, dickhead. I don't know why you're so full of angst. You're a free spirit now the kids have flown the nest. Yet you look as happy as Christ on a cross. Well, this free spirit still has to play supermarket sweep for his idle son. As to, as dad. I'm not spiritually free, Carol. Now there's the difference. You've got a secure job in property. Some people don't even have a home, Colin. Oh, not that again. You're always using that one against me. Men make houses, women make homes. What's that got to do with it? Hang on, I've not heard that one before. Where did you hear it? Pauline Quirk used it on Loose Women. Pauline Quirk? I quote you a psychonaut raconteur, and the trade-off is a line from a dried-up... Well, she just looks dried up. No, you're thinking of Leslie Joseph. Leslie Joseph, Linda Robson and Jerome, who cares? Birds of a feather shit together. And I bet people would watch that, wouldn't they? Colon cleanse, with 90s BAFTA nominees. Have you heard about that? The trailer looks really good. Oh, get me out of here. Namaste, you're free to go by Ferry Presenter. Just one moment. Colin Dempsey, room one. Mr. Dempsey, I was just, uh, writing a letter. Yes, that was it. Actually, I really was, see. I don't know why I made myself sound so suspicious. Mr. Young, things have not really picked up from our last session. Colin, I assure you they will. My mother named me after Carl Young, subsequent to her brief affair with him. Now that I think of it, it's quite strange that I should carry his surname. I never thought I could be his love child. Anyway, I always get to the bottom of my client's inner guilt. Fire away. I'm bored of my wife. I see. She has a Britannica library of trite expressions, but her grasp of the zeitgeist is about as telling as a YouGov poll. She never tires of the man flu joke, and she makes up cutesy expressions, like Deary Mary. It riles me. Why can't she be less predictable? Like me? None of that sounds so bad. Well, get this. She plays those naff ambient CDs, and one of them is a Bengal cat purring for 12 hours. Wow. I thought I was having a death rattle. I was actually happy for a moment. Why does she listen to a cat purring? Uh, she says it helps her during stress. It sounds very unique. I suppose it is. Look, it's not really her, it's me. God, now I'm using cliches as well. No, you're right. I don't think you're bored with your wife. I think you are bored with the world, but that's no reason to lash out at it. Of course it is. This world is nuts. Maybe so, but you cannot expect the world to shape around you. Well, it should. 
There'd be no room for hacks in my world. No James Corden. Oh, and there would be lower suicide rates. How would you reduce suicide rates? There would be no James Corden. The point is, people would be happier. Yes, but they would still be bored. Colin, if you made an effort to be nice to your wife, you will have it reciprocated and you will appreciate how special she is beneath her cultural edifice. Oh, come on. That's grade A mumbo jumbo. I don't know how that washes with your other clients, but I'm on a different plane. How do you know the mess that's going on in my head right now? Are you thinking of a naked Diane Abbott? My God, how do you know? What? Really? I mean, yes. I can read non-verbal cues. See that thin outside in the garden? Mm -hmm. I can predict when it will take flight. Watch. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. And there it goes. See? Eleven seconds. But you count it up. I can count up or down. It makes no difference. Look, Colin, face it. Your unpredictability, as you put it, is actually quite predictable. I think you might be right. Yes, I told you I was good. You can't just print fake certificates off and hang them on the wall. Colin, I'm sure your wife has to put up with your drivel as well. Why don't you try being nice to her? That's fine. I have no problem being nice. It's the other half of the time I find so hard. Well, I have a tip for you. You should live your life on a scale of human suffering. Whenever something trivial upsets you, remember there are starving children in the world. That's good advice. Is that one of Carl Jung's? No, Pauline Quirk said it. Oh, Jesus. Was she on Loose Women? Yes, did you see it? Wasn't it great? Colin, our time has expired. Go home and make your wife happy. Oh, I'll make her happy, all right. <laughs> Ooh la la. And remember, think of those third world children while you're at it. What? So, I'm working at this vegan cafe. Well, plant-based, actually. I need to get used to saying that. Oh, right. It's not hostility, Rose. It's resentment. Besides, I'm cooking steak as we speak for me and Colin. Ugh, colon. Now I can hear your resentment. And I wish you'd get used to saying the D word. What? Dipstick? Rose. Dead from the waist down? Rose, that's below the belt, which I should have given you were I not born between two morally contrasting generations. For the record, our bedroom practice is just fine. Okay, his testosterone levels are low. Nothing a good steak won't sort out. Actually, that reminds me. I'll need to renew your nutrition manual. Yours might be out of date by about a hundred years. Anyway, I do hope you enjoy your murder. Well, if it's any comfort, we're eating the cheapest cuts of the cow. Not that your father would notice. He chucks it down quicker than a seagull the poached egg. Just don't put up with his shit, Mum. I'm fine, Rose. Oh, Lord, he's here now. Good luck with your exams. I don't know. I got flustered. Bye, Mum. Carol, you are my wife and I love you very much. I want to assure you our marriage is not in trouble. Well, thank you. I didn't know it was. Here, you can have the neck and I'll have the arse. Carol, I'm pouring my heart out to you here and you're fixated on food. There are children starving in the third world. Where is your conscience? But it's steak night. That sort of thing's never bothered you before. Well, I'm not eating it. But you'll have to eat something. No, I don't. I'll just eat the air. But I've made you peppercorn sauce. Serve it with a king's milk bun. Don't feed me that cheap Robertson's bread. It's like chewing a dirty flannel. Oh, and would it kill you to put on some peas? Deary Mary. Ugh. I've tried everything, Mr. Young. 
I press his trousers. I've learnt the LBW rule. What am I doing wrong? Did the women's liberation movement mean anything to you? Have I got time to look that up? What about feminism? Oh, like girl power. Excuse me a minute. Jima, this is going to be a gruelling session. Could you move my three o'clock? Sure, Mr. Young. Is free fatty okay? No, I mean move it forward. I'm not spending another half an hour with this woman. Absolutely. Carol, next time you try and travel into my office, would you bring me some Ulster Fried? I can't find that stuff anywhere these days. I don't understand. Let me be blunt. What do you see in your husband? Oh, well, he's got a wicked sense of humour. Wicked in what way? Well, this is it. I don't know whether to laugh or cry sometimes. Carol, I think he is bored. Humour is a way of getting through his unremarkable life. But at his age, it's tainted with cynicism. Hmm. What should I do about it? I want you to be less predictable. You think I'm predictable? Yes. Right now you're thinking of a naked Diane Abbott. No, I'm not. Carol, you're making rapid progress. Okay, here's the plan. When he gets in tonight, I want you to be erratic. Play him at his own game. Not only will it break up the ennui, it'll prove stimulating. Thanks. Actually, confidentially, he's seeing a therapist himself. Really? He came home the other day after a session and, well, it was only a fleeting moment, but he was really nice. What is your husband's name? Colin. Colin? Mrs. Dempsey, his therapist sounds like he's doing a great job. You should encourage your husband to buy his therapist a surprise gift. What kind of gift? Mmm, I don't know. A pair of Van Gogh walking boots, perhaps? How will he know what size to get? Size nine. All right, Colin. Hmm? Oh, Gerald, how are you? Where have you been? Getting on, isn't it? I've just finished work. I always come home at this time. All right, okay. Are you settling in in the close? Settling in? Fine. We have been here for 11 months. <clears throat> sure, yeah. Do you, uh, do you want to borrow my rotary drill? Uh, no. Okay, all right. I'll just ask if you need it. Right, uh, thank you. I better get yeah, on. Yeah, okay. Wife's got tea on, nope, so. Understood. Made a road rise. Yeah, will do. What a nice fella. Carol, what's the tea? Pheasant in a shoe. Are we having chips with that? Thumbscrews. Okay, I'll bite. What's going on? Where is my dinner? Has my shirt been washed yet? It's drying on the maiden. As for your shirt, fuck you. Carol, I don't know what's got into you, but I suddenly feel stimulated. If you know what I mean. Bing bang. Mr Young, it's taken time, but my wife has become... Unpredictable? Yes. How do you know? I can predict people. Hmm, quarter past ten. Watch this. Any second now, Jima, my assistant, will pop her head around the door asking me if I want a cup of coffee. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, forty-nine, fifty, fifty-one, fifty-two, fifty-three, fifty-four, two minutes eleven seconds, two minutes twelve seconds, two minutes thirteen seconds, two minutes fourteen seconds, eight minutes thirty-four seconds, eight minutes thirty-five seconds, Eight minutes, 36 seconds. Eight minutes... Mr. Young, this is costing me money. Oh, I've just remembered. Jima isn't in this week. Colin, as wonderful as your new development is, a leopard cannot change its spots overnight. 
Well, I want to believe it can. Rome wasn't built in a day. Unless it was. Whatever. You're stuck between a rock and a hard place. <laughs> These are the very trite sayings Carol trots out all the time. Like, I don't know, this country's gone to the docks. Oh, that's a good one. Let me write that one down. Look, Mr. Young, Carol is also seeing a therapist. And she seems to be getting fast results. Mr. Dempsey, let me offer you some advice. When you get home tonight, I want you to look your wife in the eyes and tell her to get her therapist a gift. What sort of gift? Mm, a gift voucher. Are you sure? Yes. As a fellow therapist, I think it would be entirely appropriate. And tell her a kiss on the way out is customary. Uh, but... It's good practice. And shearing his ear will only curry favor. Now hang on a minute. A uh, fellow therapist, remember? Of course. Hello? Joshua? It's your dad. Dad, you don't have to speak that loud. I'm five minutes away. I'm five minutes away from home. Give me a song. What? Why? Look, son, don't be dozy. What are you listening to at the moment? I, I don't know. Uh, Hacker by Death Crips. Right. Google. Play Hacker by... Who is it? Death Crips. But you have to hang up the phone. Ah, yes. Well, namaste. What? I, I don't know. Hello. Goodbye. Google, play Hacker by Deaf Grips. Who? Deaf Grips. Okay. Stop. Play Salisbury Hill by Peter Gabriel. Okay. Mr. Young, your advice worked. Good. Mrs. Dempsey, do you like relaxation CDs? Yes, I do, as a matter of fact. Why? Well, as you can hear, so do I. Yes, what is this? It's a Zen meditation soundtrack. It's very good. Yes, it is. And I can lend it to you. Do you have any yourself? Maybe we could trade. What sort of ambience are you after? Well, I only have music ones myself. Do you have anything a little more off the wall? What? Like beach sounds? Keep going. Waterfalls? Nah. The library? No. Old Trafford? No. The wheezing of a full-time mum in the line for housing benefit? Look, just bring me the fucking cat purring CD. Oh dear me. Oh, and has your husband sent his therapist the Pringle sweater yet? Yes, he gave it to me to drop off at the post office, but I haven't had a chance to get there yet. You should have done it by now. I bet the therapist's getting rather pissed off. I can imagine he gets home from work and thinks, where is it? Where is the parcel? Every day he gets home expecting to see a note left by the postal worker, but it's not there. Has the parcel got lost? Has the sender forgot? Etc. I will send it first thing tomorrow. Carol, I think I'm in the now denial. What is that? It's when you tell yourself the only time worth living in is the past, and the only time that may ever be interesting again is the future. Gosh, your therapist is good. Is he? It's from Douglas Copeland. I read it myself. But the real awakening came when I was in the car park afterwards. I saw a Coke advert on the wall. It said, live for the moment. So I take it you won't be going back? No, commerce isn't going to awaken my Kundalini. Oh, and by the way, my therapist said that you should chew on your therapist's ear. Really? Yes, and he said you should get him a gift voucher. But it's okay. I've got you a £5 tool station gift card for your birthday. You can just give him that. He wants me to chew his ear? That's very strange. You would think, but apparently it's normal practice in a clinic. 
That's not the strange part. My therapist told me you should chew your therapist's ear, and he would like you to tickle his balls. No way. Absolutely not. I wouldn't even do that to you. Colin, can't you see what's happening? Yes, these therapists are bored. Is it any wonder having to listen to us? When you bore me, I think of Ursula Andres in Dr. No. Colin, we're being played like fiddles. I knew it. They're a duet. No, they're a one act. A sophisticated double act, like Gilbert and Sullivan. A cheap one-man act, like Little and Large. Sorry, I don't understand. I'm finding your dishwasher cycles take distracting. Oh, I'm sorry. Our therapists are the same person. I have to say, Carol, you're being rather cryptic again. Your impulsiveness is turning me on. I'll see you upstairs in half an hour, after cash in the attic. Look at these two. Hey. Soft lad and his wife next door. Gerald, get away from the window. They're off somewhere nice again, Julie. Is that a Starbucks cup in his door panel? Where did they get the money from? I can't afford a sausage. Literally. I got ten bob and half a pint of milk to my name. Julie, are you getting this, love? I'm in the kitchen. Yeah, go on. Piss off and you're on the Civic, you flash bastard. I'll be here when you get back. No, I. Mine tonight, Colin. Yeah, mine tonight. Gerald, we're out of milk. You spent £30 on underpants. They're not underpants, Carol. They're breathable tea briefs with an elasticated waistband. Colin, I can get three for £10 at Tubrook Market. And you can still sing Harry Krishna in them. Hold on, that's his client coming out. Now remember, I will do the talking. Nothing changes there. Colin, that's the kind of misogynistic contempt that sent me to therapy in the first place. If you make any more comments like that, you'll be wearing those briefs around your neck. Then we'll see if they're breathable. Bloody hell. Right, it's my appointment. He's not expecting you. So go in and unsettle him and then I'll enter. 10-4, my Führer. Colin, this isn't your appointment. What are you doing here? Mr. Young, did you get the Pringle sweater? Yes, I did. Thank you. Well, you better make it last. It's the final present you will get from me. Oh, come on. I was one session away from a Mark and Fold stationery set. Uh, I can order those from work for nothing. I will post you a set. Can you deliver first class? I don't like waiting. Yes, I'll send next day. Good. I hate people who put off sending items. Oh, tell me about it. It's so inconsiderate. There is no excuse not to send it right away. Anyway, look, I have brought someone with me. Recognise me? No, who are you? You know damn well who I am. Oh, Carol, yes. Sorry, I've only ever seen you in drab attire. We're going straight to Nando's after this. Please tell me you're here to invite me. Mr Young, you've been playing me and my husband off together. Yes, I have, I'm sorry. You're both so boring. I just needed some stimulation. This is what we have come to discuss. We both agree we should sue you. Colin, do you agree with this? She just said we both agree. Sorry I got bored again. We should sue you. However, as we were compiling the evidence, we realised the past fortnight has been the most exciting time Colin and I have spent together for some time. Well, of course. That was my plan all along. That does not excuse your conduct. We can call our solicitor, but we think there may be another way to settle this. Go on. I've done some research and it turns out your mother's chance meeting with Carl Jung wasn't an affair. Of course it was. My mother studied psychology in Zurich. He was her mentor. It runs in the family. No, she was a swinger. And she wasn't the only one in the family, was she? What? 
My sister Claire Rayner? Uh, no, I was referring to you. Oh god, it's true, I'm ruined. Can't you just charge me on the malpractice thing? We have a different proposal. You're not any old swinger, are you? Where's this going? You own an exclusive club. This gets worse. Colin and I would like to become members. Say what? As part of the new and exciting us. We want gold membership to your club with full privileges. But silver's fine, if you think we're pushing it. No, gold. Mrs Dempsey, you have learned a lot from my teaching. You have learned to become assertive in the face of authority. And it would seem that you have underestimated her, Colin. Yes, I have. I am proud of you, Carol. I don't want you to be proud of me, Colin. It's the 20th century, for God's sake. 21st. Lester Piggott wouldn't jump through the hoops that I jumped through for you. He was a flat jockey. In the words of Gloria Gaynor, all I'm asking is for a little respect. Aretha Franklin. Carol, I will. Though, give me some time. A leopard can't change its spots overnight. That's so trite, Colin. I'm sorry. I promise to reciprocate your affection. When we are exploring other partners, I will be thinking of you. <clears throat> this is all very touching, but I have yet to agree to this settlement. Will you agree? Yes. Now let's celebrate our agreement by popping a bottle Should of... Should I come back later, Mr. Young? Jima, I thought you weren't in today. How long have you been stood there? Long enough. Carol, did you bring that Bengal cat purring CD? Uh, yes, it's here. Thank you. Our table's at yeah, six, so... probably best go. Colin and Carol was written and voiced by Martin Hudson, along with voices from Sarah Hudson, Jamie Clark and Mac Kelleher. To Russia, My Homeland was composed by Annual Noah's Betrayal of the Dead. 